There are certain moments and words that shaped a new era in pro wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Brett screwed Brett. Die, Rocky, die. Introducing the Book of Wrestling, 25 catchphrases that explain the Attitude Era. Tune in as we relive one of the most exciting, intense, and over-the-top times in WWE with new interviews with the voices that made the promos, calls, and catchphrases into history. Listen now. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Dr. Squatch. When your personal care routine needs a refresh, Dr. Squatch is here to help. They have high-performing natural products with no harmful ingredients that'll have you looking and smelling your best. Like the Bay Rum Soap and Deodorant. It smells delightfully spicy. And right now, they have an amazing offer for new customers. Get 20% off your first purchase of any amount or a subscription order by going to drsquatch.com Spotify or use the code Spotify at checkout. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time that the MacMania podcast takes a moment to bring class, intelligence, beauty, and charisma to your ears. Here is when we highlight the incredible women in this industry. It is time for Madam Mania. Oh yes, it's another rendition of Madam Mania, but this rendition has a special guest. It's Janelle Garcia, host of the Jobber Tears podcast, but co-owner of Battle Club Pro. What's going on, mama? Nothing much. We are getting ready for a fun-filled weekend. Uh, we're actually, well, I've called it the Black Excellence Weekend because we have um, Black Girl Magic happening the night before Jobbers came, too. So we got two shows representing people of color this weekend here in New York. So we're really excited um, to just kind of, like, get through it and, and having everybody. It's like a family reunion almost, too. So it's going to be a really good time. Well, first and foremost, before we get down and unpack what you got going on, have you taken time out of your day to acknowledge your tribal chief? No, because I will never. <laughs> Wait a what? minute! <laughs> what? Uh, y'all think, We're out of time. Y'all think y'all going to get a cookie cutter. <laughs> We're out of time. Y'all got the <laughs> this, 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 this podcast is over! <laughs> Thanks so much no. for being on. It was a pleasure. <laughs> but no, grand no. But opening the grand closing. Yeah, it's over. It's over already. I should have ended with it. No, but uh, but no. Real, real talk. We got, we got the um. Let's talk to me about talk to me about this event because because I'm I'm looking at the card. I'm I'm looking at the wrestlers. I'm looking at um. I'm looking at this promotion in general. But just talk to me about uh the the, the process of putting this together in in just that the whole shebang. Absolutely. So, you know, I, you don't sometimes realize what your actual dream is until you really sit and think about it. So 
I would say 2019 um, was when, you know, I was like, you know, we all, when we do our podcast, um, shout out to the Java Tools podcast, every year we do goals for ourselves. So, you know, me and the boys will sit and we'll say, you know what, these are our goals for this year. How do we accomplish them? How do we get to them? So that year I said, I want to do a show. I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what, but I think for the community and for the culture, we need to do a show. And it's always kind of been a little dream of mine. So that was 2019. And then that fall, uh, we had a conversation with our good friend, Joaquin Morales, who is my partner at Battle Club Pro now. Uh, but we were always sponsoring. We were always supporting. So we had a conversation with him that fall and we said, okay, let's do a show together and see what happens. So the target was July 4th of 2020. Mm-hmm. The original, we announced it January, that first week of the January. We said 2020, July 4th, be there. And the original was going to be Sir Wilkins versus Simon Miller. Mind you, still been trying to work that through. But that was the basis of Jobberson was that to give Wilkins his, you know, grand debut and also doing something and something for the culture. So COVID said, uh-uh, not yet. So we had to shut everything down, uh, especially here in New York. Like people didn't run, you know, shows for a while and um, things like that. So we kind of just sat on it and said, you know what, let's see what happens. So 2021 comes and, you know, the world's a little different, but now we're open and now we can kind of get the ball rolling. Um, so we got back on the bike and we said, let's do the show. So um, last year, um, July 30th, we did Jabba Sam 1, where we had um, Tasha Steeles versus um, Swole for the, as the main event. Um, and it was important to do that because um, both women had expressed they never main evented um, an indie show. And as two black women in wrestling, it was just so important to give them that gift. Like I felt personally responsible of saying you you girls need this, mm-hmm. you need this. Everyone needs to see this. So that was last year. And then, you know, it kind of was like a, it would have been nice if it was a one-off, but everybody <laughs> loved right. it and everybody was super supportive and it just was a great, really great time. Um, so we said, all right, Java Sam too. Um, and then the inspirations actually of each show is actually a old, like a homage to New York um, and also to like black movies. So last year, um, the theme was Above the Rim. So I don't know if everyone has ever seen that, but we um, the flyer was based off of the flyer of the movie. Um, the theme music that was at the show was all around Above the Rim. So this year when we were planning, I said, let's have a party. House party. House party. Have a house party. It's a banger. So, and then, because actually we were going back and forth between house party and paid in full. Now, the Harlem in me wanted to do paid in full, but <laughs> creatively, I don't think it connected. That's so, two different tones, Miss Garcia. <laughs> That's like <laughs> one lot happened in the other one. <laughs> I mean, I mean, paid in full, listen, it still can be a thing. Don't worry. I still have Jobber Slam three. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, we decided to do house party because we wanted it to have that feel of like family mm-hmm. in the summer. Um, because the events out outdid me and did SummerSlam the same weekend we did Java Slam last year. So that's why it's now in August this year. So we didn't want it to conflict um with the E and stuff. So yeah, so no, we're really excited. Um, you know, we've had people come out of town um just to come and support us. So like we're forever thankful of, you know, any and, and all support for the show. Um, and then this year, um, you know, with Mia 
she personally wanted to do the show. She said, you know, put me on. So we said, okay, sis, we got you. It's dope. So that's how that came about. And, you know, everybody just kind of comes together and, you know, wants to, you know, participate. You know, we also have um, my big sister wrestling, um, Faye Jackson. I wanted to honor her um, because she gave me my first opportunity for having me commentate um, the first Grace Sweat Pants Battle Royal out in Tampa. So I wanted to honor her and also donate um, to Planned Parenthood as well. So we also have the Grace Sweat Pants Battle Royal being represented at Jobber Sam this year. Um, and just um, a whole bunch of stuff. We're crowning our kind of like cruiserweight champion for the first time. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on. So it, it's, it's been a lot. Trust. Um, sure. But I know I know it will all pay off come Saturday. And just really seeing everybody together. That's really what it's about. Yeah, it's uh, you talk about all this stuff that you're doing now. A lot of people, when they have a creative endeavor, like oh, being a writer, for instance, everyone says, I can be a screenplay writer, I can write a novel. But then eventually they sit down in front of the computer and there's a blank screen staring back at them and the rubber meets the road. Planning a show, a lot of people will say, I would love to book a show. I would love to do something. But I want to know what it was like in that first moment when you were scared, staring at a blank screen and you had to start from zero. What was that like putting on a show? It's it's scary. Like, it's definitely up there because I've done commentary and I always say commentary is probably the hardest thing you can do um, in wrestling outside of taking a bump. Um, because you got to put people over. You got to, you know, it's a conversation, but yeah. then you got to be knowledgeable. It's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into that. But for me, it was the blank stare was looking at this budget. Let me tell y'all, wrestling shows ain't cheap, okay? (laughs) And um, that's why I'm forever thankful of literally all the sponsors. Last year, we had almost over 20 sponsors um, from podcasters to brands to stores. Like, everybody just kind of put to came together, you know, for us in that moment. And that kind of helped, you know, lessen the blow of like being overwhelmed um, was the support, you know, of a lot of people we had, you know, our, with our podcast, we really, you know, always gave the, you know, you help us, we help you kind of mentality. So we've right. always been nothing but supportive of everybody that's come you know, our way and to see it come in return. It just was, it was actually astonishing, but, um, yeah, I would say budget-wise was just probably the main thing. I was like, oh, how are we putting on a $10,000 show <laughs> with what money? But, um, but you know, when you kind of come together and, you know, once again, we're, you know, I'm not a one-man team. Like, we're we're a really solid team on both ends, just Java Kid side and the Battle Club side. So for all of us to kind of come together and kind of tackle um, and then also to probably me being the most organized out of the bunch, probably helps them more than it helps me because <laughs> they're they're like you know janelle got it janelle got it i'm just like i ain't got no choice now now we intervene so that's what we do to brian don't don't do that to my bro like, I gotta delegate. don't do that to him and that's kind of what i had to learn i had to delegate <laughs> But no, um, but yeah, I would say just kind of like having us as a team come together and really mm-hmm. focusing on what our strengths and weaknesses are. You know, like Wilkins is really good at promoting, you know, him with the you know, promoting background and just, you know, being also, you know, training and things like that. Like he was really good at that. And, you know, Joe King was the creative mind of the bunch. So, you know, the finishes, the the how things are going, how they how they flow, 
Because uh, the one thing I learned, um, the orders of the matches matter. And a lot of people don't take the time True. to really focus on how you see the show happening. Um, so the one thing I never forget, shout out to um, Bam, because I can't say his real name, because, you know, he gets don't all, he gets all the panties in the bunch. I can, I can. <laughs> Um, from Black Wrestling Podcast, the one thing he said to me last year was, yo, the order of the show was just top to bottom. Like, it flowed. And that, that is- to me was like, okay, how we did this was the right way to do it. So I always make sure that the order of the card is, like, probably priority because that's going to ha- be how everyone remembers the show from top to bottom. One of the cool things about uh, indie wrestling now, we're seeing the rise of these shows that that, that pay homages to cultures and various cultures. You know, Republic of Lucha out here uh, in the West Coast. We're talking about uh, um, your promotion as well. Has has big wrestling, I'm talking about the top two or top three, whatever you want to say, have they done right by representation? I know there's work to be done, but have they tried in earnest to move uh, the needle in that direction, in your opinion? Um, as non-biased as I can be, um i do think keep it a buck i do think well all right a buck is what aw sold was a dream and they still haven't really produced that dream you know when they first did that press conference and they had sunny kiss and you know sunny kiss is from our parts he's from jersey so we've Mm -hmm. seen him we've seen her grow and on the indies top to bottom so when you have that type of representation her nyla and then you don't do nothing with them you're selling me a pipe dream. So I can't really get on board with your outlook on diversity and how that is, you know, how that is showcased. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, you know, the E isn't exempt from it either. It took the moons to get to the point where they are now, you know, where they had, you know, two women of color main event WrestleMania, you know, and being a part of that and then seeing the growth and, and you know, things like that and seeing a lot of more of us on TV. Uh, whether it's man or woman. And, you know, they've come a long way. And I think, you know, yeah. finally now, a part of it is, you know, having people that look like us being backstage as well and, and being in the rooms and, and being in those conversations. And I think that was a really big part of why I even took on being part owner of Battle Club Pro because if, if we talk about this change and we talk about, you know, wanting to give people an opportunity, if we're not a part of that, then we're just as a part of the problem as they are. Mm. So it was super important for me to be a part of that change and actually doing it. So mm. I think, you know, with the top tiers, you know, they'll come around, you know, but it really is up to us. If we want to change, we, we got to do it ourselves. Like we can't wait for, you know, trips or con or, a McMahon. We can't wait for it anymore. Like we have to kind of go and get it ourselves. So, and and that was also, I think, the motivation for Jobber Slam was just just going and doing it ourselves. Like, why wait for the handout when we can do it ourselves? What do, what do you what do you say to the people that see a, a card like this, or they see an event like this promoted by people uh, people of color that may be intimidated or may think from the other side that they can't be included? You you know you know what I mean, like. Like the, the, oh, yeah. the, the feeling that the feeling that we feel sometimes when we're at a spot, like what do you, what, what 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 do you say to people that when it's flipped, they feel like they can't go, like you know, because are, are they invited? To so the absolutely, it is it is an open door policy at the at the cookout for us because you know we want everybody to feel welcome and feel a part of the family. 
And, you know, we, you know, it's never so much about it being a color thing. It's just more of a, of a showcase of what we can do, you know, by us for us, you know? And, you know, I, and, you know, we've gotten people that have been like fearful of like, Oh, can I come? Is it like all black affair? Like, can I do this? And, you know, just straight up tell them, like, I had a, I have a friend and he was scared. He was like, I don't know if I, he bought a front row ticket. I said, come <laughs> I said, everybody will embrace you. And, you know, and I think what's also made it easier is we also do viewing parties here in New York um, for the pay-per-views. And, you know, the crowds are very different, but they're always, you know, they're a good mixture of a lot of people. And, you know, I think doing events like that and, you know, our shows and things like that, it just showcases talent. It's not even so much of like a a black or white thing. It's it's an us thing. It's it's, it's us wanting to be the captains of the ship. Mm. So, you know, we welcome it. I mean, of course, you're going to get met with ignorance and people, you know, that have their their ideals and things like that. But that's on them. You know, for us, it's always been, you know, we want everybody to just see wrestling Mm -hmm. and see it how we see it. So... Janelle, um, shout out to you. Uh, you know, I, we've been friends for a couple of years now and I've been watching you not only on a podcast and like, you know, I'm listening to you podcast, you know, like everybody can do this, but the consistency. So I want to give you a shout out and give you a flowers and to your Thank brothers you. as well. Put a roll over daddy. Consistency. Um, <laughs> and then also to go into the venture of being an owner, especially you being a black woman. And one of the things Thanks. I want to commend you is um, your support. And I see you at other shows. Like, we was together in February for um, Fight Club. And then, you know, you was there when I uh, had a, you know, a perfect one, two, three, unfortunately, for Jay Bougie. Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Questionable. Questionable. I don't know. I was kind of fast, bro. I don't know. Yeah. And, then, and then, obviously... Um, Damn, course, right. I should have I got you the rest of Java Slam. I didn't think about that. My I mean, bad, bro. He's wearing hey, Crocs hey, now. Don't worry about I, it. I, I'm still around. I will be there. So he's like, "Let uh, me know. Let me know. I got. I got. I got. I got what you need." <laughs> yeah, but one of the things that I wanted to ask you is, like I said, you know, I've seen you, um, you know, just going out and support, and everybody always talk about support, but you give the support. What is when you're out there supporting people? Obviously, you gotta have your scouting hat on. What are you looking for when you're looking to add some talent to? your promotion what is something mm. that the wrestlers who are listening right now if right, they right. see miss garcia in the audience what can they do to make sure that they can have an opportunity to be on the card next time so it's so funny because i actually because I'm, I'm good for popping up at a show but like i really put on like i know how i have multiple hats so if I go to a show, I really put the fan hat on. I really don't even want to talk business, but somehow, some way, it always happens. So it was funny. One show I went to out in Queens, and I, I, and I try to sit in the back, in the corner. Nobody knows. Like, I just be chilling. And one of the guys came over. He was like, you scouting, aren't you? And I was like, no. <laughs> like, I'm really here. I'm watching so the show. I'm, That's what a scout I would say, though. That's, right. what That's exactly what a scout would say. I went to go and support my homeboy, who actually ended up winning. Him and his brother ended up winning the tag titles that night. So I actually just really went on Talk a win. Talk about who, who are they? Put them over real quick. Who's your oh, voice to win the tag titles? Um, Let's get these names shout out Shout out to... To Sam and his brother, um, they actually have a show on Saturday too in Jersey. I can't remember the name of it, but if I think about it, I'll say it again. Um, but no, if I'm at a show, 
really I'm looking at can't, what do I leave the show and I remember who you are? That actually is the, like the only really thing I think about. And like, if you know, we're talking about matches or we're talking about talent. And then if, if I remember, if you're, if there's something you did that makes you memorable, I will definitely bring it up. I have no problem saying like this person, it could be as simple as how you just drank water in the rain right. and spit it out. Right. Just, it, it, right. it could be something as simple as that. I think for me really is the charisma and also your ability to tell a story in the ring. That that to me is important because that's just how I fell in love with wrestling was the storyline, the what things that for me, I always tell people the best storyline was Kane and Undertaker leading up the WrestleMania 14. There's nothing that can this I mean, of course you got Rock Austin because that's everybody's fave and what everybody talk about. But that storyline, like to this day, y'all still think he's big brothers, even though y'all know they not. Y'all still think they brothers. Because that's how memorable it is. So, yeah, if I'm going to show, I, I want to be able, and also, too, just just chat it up. Like, reg, like I'm a regular person. Like, I don't think myself higher. I don't think myself lower. Like, we're at the same level because we're all wanting the same things, and we all just want to make wrestling better. So I never want to make it, like, make people feel like, oh, I can't talk to her, or I would respect you more if you came up and just even sh- shake my hand, introduce yourself, even not knowing who I am. Because I can I have a podcast I had on. I have an owner hat on. I got a fan hat on. Like, but just being yourself, like don't and, and unapologetically. And I think that's always the point. Um, now I think the shift in wrestling is just being who you are and not being, you know, not feeling bad about it. Well, you know, I am a common. I do commentary for pro wrestling. My name is Jack Farmer. No, but, uh, so um, next time you Chill, do a show, baby, no, but, but seriously, I, I work, bro. I, I work for Santino Brothers. I work for United Wrestling Network, oh, Championship Wrestling. Yeah, I got, yes. I, I'm all over the place. <laughs> I'm always talking. Uh, so, but I, speaking of booking people, I would love to know what the process was like for you when you actually reached out to people to start this. Now, this is the second show, so you, you've got some reputation. But when you started the first time around, were you like sending an email, Dear Swole? Would you like to be part of a, like, what was that actually like reaching out to people to book them the first time? And were they skeptical of you? And did you have to overcome that? And what was that like booking people when you were a relative unknown as a promoter? Um, I think at first, um, well, with Swole is a little different because that's like family. So like, I, I mm-hmm. just texted her and said, July 30th, be there, be square type of like, thing. You like, know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, and that's what I mean by like my major thing is always been building those relationships, whether right. it's wrestling or personally, it's just, right. you want people to be around who are going to not only support you, but understand your struggle and understand like you, you wanting to do better and be better. Mm-hmm. But I think this time around, cause really we, we kind of divvy up the, you know, once again, we delegate. So like, you know, people that, you know, my partner has had relationships with, he hit them up and then, you know, new people I had reached out. And I said to him, I said, I think this is a great opportunity. I think you guys, you know, will definitely shine and showcase your talent. And, you know, a lot, and everybody was just more thankful for the opportunity versus being hesitant. Like we were having, um, we were supposed to have um, his name, D Rogue. He's out of Cali. Hmm. He's out of the West Coast. Um, And we were supposed to have him. Um, but work kind of conflicted. So he won't be able to do the show, but he just was so thankful. He said, you know, I, I've never really been able to to get on a show in the Northeast. And that would have been my first time. So like, thank you for even 
considering me and, you know, wanting me to be a part of it. So I think people are just like excited, you know, to be a part of something that is for the culture, to be honest. Like they don't, they don't take it like as a fearful thing. You know, Battle Club has been around over five years. So the brand itself has its own, you know, has its own, you know, thing. But I think with us kind of working together, it, it, it helps everybody feel comfortable with, you know, being on the show and, and being around. And, you know, a lot of it, after the first show, this is why I kind of hate people knowing that I'm part of the ownership team. Our messages was like, what's next year's show? Like, what can, <laughs> do you guys have a date yet? Like, what's going on for next year? And it's just like, can I celebrate my birthday first before we talk about nope. shows or anything? Can I just live life a little bit? But, um, but it's just exciting to see people wanting to be a, wanting to be a part of the history of it. So you know, it being the first one last year and then this year, and then I I have a goal for next year's show. So I think once we do that, then you know, then we can really maybe do something you know really special. So you have said that having your own show running your own show was the dream any other dreams on that list now or is that that's it promised land victory laps how you feeling so it's funny because i feel like when did we have our last show was it like two three months ago i was talking to um my good sis um danielle shout out to pretty hills um and i had a conversation with her and i said you know what i did job slam i'm good she's like no you're not you're not good mm-hmm. i said yeah no i'm I'm I feel, I'm fulfilled. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm good. She's like, no, you're not. And then I sat and I was like, all right, how do I one up Java Sam one? So I do have now another goal, which I, I hope we can do for next year's Java Sam. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can, I can see the goal because you got to sometimes speak into it to existence. You do. So my goal um, next year is to do the show outside of New York. So I want, I'm either looking at either Atlanta or in the Carolinas. And I say those because we also, you know, we have a support system in the South. We got Java to South, which really was started off as a joke. And, you know, just us, you know, hanging with the guys and us building our friendships with them. But then it became a real life thing. T-shirts were made, all that type of stuff. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have a really good support system in the South. So, you know, I want to be able to showcase that, you know, outside of here and challenge ourselves and bring the show to other people so that they can see what we do. Um, So, yeah, that's that's the that's the next goal. So and then, you know, with them announcing Mania in Philly. Um, in 2024, that oh, also right. plays another part and maybe another goal of mine. So we'll see. Before I get you out of here, I wanted you to put yourself over because hell, listen, putting a promotion together ain't no joke. Look, I could barely get my damn family over for Sunday dinner. So shout out to you. You know what I mean? Shout out to you for being able to organize a whole my damn family. With a whole, with a whole bunch of people. I've been trying to get my mom, my dad, and my sister, and my brother all together for just a, for some some ribs. So, so shout you out to Miss Garcia. <laughs> no, hell no. I just gotta call you and put it on. Well, That's how she gets yeah. everything put in her lap. That's what she was like, saying. Yeah, she doesn't I want. Got, I didn't, I didn't, 
is exactly how. That is exactly I just how. Said, I, just, know, I figured I just, it out. I'm okay. like, I just got to tell you about it. Like, yo, everybody else throws stuff at you. Listen, I need a dinner with my family. Can you please book this? I think I, think I can make it happen. Just get them all here to New York. And then I can, I can eat with that restaurant. Yeah. What a swole to the LMX house. It's like, no, listen, I, listen, I don't give a damn. Jobber Slam 3 in my crib with dinner with my family. Listen, but... Listen, before, but, if you got a backyard, we got a ring. Let's so, go. Let's go. What's up? Like we on our ring. So but, what's up? But, but real talk, yo, but just real quickly, tell the people that are listening um, and the many people that are listening that might be in the area and, and, and just uh, how they can get to the show or and what, what they can expect to see. Just just put it up, put it all over. Absolutely. So Java Sam 2 this Saturday, three o'clock bell, doors open at two. Um, the main event will be me again versus Big Soul for the Icons um, Championship. Uh, so we're really super excited about that. Uh, we got, once again, Faye Jackson's Gray Sweatpants Battle Royal. So, sisters, you want to see some print? Come out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have this one. I'm actually really like this match. Um, I personally want it. And I think it's going to probably be one of the, the most bangers that no one's going to expect. So we have Janai Kai, who's very up and coming. Yeah, she's doing mm-hmm. um, Going against Jesse Bonesaw, um, who was up here from New York. And when I tell you, both of these women are probably some of the best technical wrestlers right now in the indies. And they're doing a submissions match. And it was super important to do that because women don't do that. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you heard mm-hmm. of a submissions match? Outside of maybe Ron's ass. But outside of her, <laughs> when the last time y'all done heard a submissions match? You're right. With women. Not ever. You, so you, it was, you need like an Italian or somebody in there. That's the only, they, got, they got like one wrestler. <laughs> yeah, right. And all she's going to do is a sharpshooter. So at that point, that's what we beat the mess out of each other. <laughs> right. So so that was super, that's super personal to me. Um, and like I said, yeah. we're crowning our Cruiserweight champion. Our Battleweight um, title will be um, crowned um, as well. And then I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, opening the show will be Steve Pena versus Mysterious Q for the five points title. So they're going to actually open the show, which is going to be, so you do not want to miss anything. Don't be on CP time because it's not going to be worth it. <laughs> that's like a prerequisite and, um, though. You got, that's what you got to do. You, should, you need to start the show like you need to say when the show starts, right? The factor in. Yeah, I'm, I'm always late, so <laughs> I, I, I have to tell myself early as I mean. You have to you have to factor in the CP time with the show, so you have to change the fly. See, but then we, but see, but then we fall into <laughs> that that stigmatism of that. So I, I know. Avoid that. <laughs> But I think, no, think it'd be really funny. I think it'd be funny though. I just, I think it, part of me thinks it's funny, but I know what you're saying. We gotta, we gotta right, rise above this. Right. We can't be what they think we are. You know? That's what my dad, that's what my dad would say. Like, Evan, can you please? So in other words, I you need to be make sure I leave today. early in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> right. no. Hey, I'm good for it. I, oh, I was at Russell, oh, Black Russell oh, Festival time. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> that was so much easy, kind of thing. Don't do that. Um, also, too, um, I'm actually really excited about this because um, we haven't done it. Um, for the main event, and shout out to Blake, um, yeah, to who boy. did Nia's new theme song. Um, so he's going, he's going to wrap her out. So he's going to perform her out. And then we have um, coming up from Florida, a pain, but that's his fam. Um, we got Monty's coming out to perform Swole Out. So both the main events will have 
their songs live. So that to me was important to do. Um, even for me, party. Blake on a whim. And that's why I like, and that, that was why I always believe everything happens for a reason because me being on that panel, shout out to Dr. D for BlurCon. And then I met Blake and when he said he did me a song, I looked at him, I said, I need you August 20th. So no, 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 hold on, hold on. We're going to tell the story. Right. <laughs> Janelle grabbed the mic. <laughs> Turn that head real fast. Oh, you rap, huh? You did the music. So I'm inviting you up to New York to rap her out live. So him and Sir Tizzy go, that's going to be great. But you, you, y'all should have seen yeah, what yeah, that's, so that, that and, that also, and that's why I think everything falls on me because I don't mean to sound threatening, but then how I come <laughs> off, people are scared. <laughs> so they have no choice to then come. That's, so, your new, that's the New York in you, though. You don't mean nothing by it. That's that's you can terrify me this whole time. Until, until the boys, <laughs> until all the boys look at me and they're like, no one can tell you no. And I was like, that's not true. And then when Brian just retold that story, I was like, yeah, Blake had no choice. He had no see. choice. He had no choice. He said, you coming to New York? He's <laughs> like, I, I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, Blake. But no, he's been super dope. And I had seen him last week when we went down to surprise Dr. D when he got honored um, by C1W. So we did that. So no, it's going to be a good show. Um, Evan, if you feel like making a drive, come up. No, real talk though. Which, I swear, like I uh, got the wedding. I got the wedding. wedding in Alabama. The literally the day you're having this event, the you know. It's, 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 I know. It's the f- first I time I've you. been. First time I've been. I, I lived there in 1999. The first time I've been there in 23 years. And and you have, oh, and of course no, you having the so show. During, I feel, of course I feel you feel having the show. Before you time. going there. <laughs> Trust me, if, if it was up to me, I wouldn't have done it in August. Trust me, but um, but for those that will not be able to make it. Um, it will be on Title Match Network. Um, so shout out to Title Match Network. Um, they've been super supportive of us from day one. Um, and all of our previous shows, including Jobber Sam One, is on Title Match Network. So you can always go back and and watch last year's, and you know then watch this year's, and then tell me you know what's the big differences of both shows. And I you know I take the criticism well, so you can always tell me. Um, but no, um, once again, shout out to Battle Club, Joaquin, Paul, um, Ray. And then also on the Jabba Tia side, Dre, Wilkins, and Black, um, they're all pains of my asses. But I love <laughs> them all very dearly. Um, and I really couldn't do, we really couldn't do any of this without each other. Um, so it really is a real team effort. Like, I know the spotlight is on me today, but I always, I, I'm the type that I share the spotlight. What like, it's moment. not always mm-hmm. me. So, so no, yeah, they, they are, you know, they're the reason why I still just carry the torch, to be honest, because you know, they got my back. So, but I really thank you guys for taking the time to having me on this. This was fun. Next time I actually really want to talk some wrestling because I probably have a lot of hot takes and you probably won't like it, but that probably That's makes okay. it great ratings. So, I mean, you, you, are let me know. More, you are more than welcome. You are more than welcome. <laughs> Because yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not the tribal chief fan, so you can hold that. Yeah, that was, that that part was disgusting, but that's okay. Yeah, we have we'll stuff to do. I'm much I more. I'm much more. The change. I will say, I can respect. Absolutely, the, the absolutely heel. disgusting. Respect. How can someone in all your infinite wisdom? How can someone in all your infinite wisdom and all your hard work <laughs> Maybe not and all infinite. your dedication to the culture Ooh. not appreciate the chief? <laughs> Just hold up one. It'll change your Janelle life. Garcia. Most of the job you know, I, I, I tell everybody that when they put their ones off, they put it down. Oh my lord! When Raw was at the garden, it was a few weeks ago, and every finger in the world was up. I was like, put it down. All 
of them. All of them are up. It is my duty as the producer of the Mac Mania podcast to go there this Saturday and yeah. go to Janelle and do this. Yes. I have yeah, right in front of her face. Oh. Right in front of her face. Yeah. I got you, brothers. I got you. Now, I appreciate that. But no, but no, for oh, real, for real. Uh, Ms. Garcia, one of the hosts, one part of the host of the Jabber Tears podcast, also co-owner of the Battle Club Pro. Uh, really, really is an honor for to have you on. Um, um, seriously, hope the show goes perfectly and um, much continued success, my dear. Thank you guys so much. And once again, if you guys need anything, let us just know. We're always here. Thank you. All right. Well, you guys have a good one, Brian. I will see you this weekend. Don't put no ones up in my face. I will break your finger. <laughs> he said he was. She don't mean to sound threatening. Jack, we were just Jack. Jack, we were just being friends. Don't do that. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yes, my people, that was Janelle Garcia putting together the show coming this weekend, August 20th in New York. It's going to be very, 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 very excited, I'm sure. And of course, I always have something going on where there's something I want to do. That's just how it goes. It doesn't matter what it is. If I really actually have something locked in, I always have something else going on. That's how it goes. And it'll be in a different dimension as well. One will be in one hemisphere, the other will be in the other hemisphere. That's just how it works. So I couldn't even circle around, hit the wedding, and then hit the, and go, because the wedding's in the day, but I couldn't fly, I can't fly from Huntsville back up to New York to make the show. It just don't work like that for your boy. However, I, hope, I do have, I just, I do have the title match thing up right now. I'm looking at it right now. So it is, she, she, she's right. It is on titlematchnetwork.com. So if y'all want to check it out, the Jabber Slam 2, check it out. But uh, yeah. Emilio Gonzalez. We got a message from Emilio <sighs> Gonzalez. You listening to the sound of my voice, Emilio Gonzalez? I put people over on this damn show. Mac Mania Podcast, 17 W's when I'm feeling myself. Five <laughs> 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 yeah, there you go. Yeah, hold it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Emilio Gonzalez said, was the hand that was there last night the Bray Wyatt hand? Or was it a Dexter Loomis hand? He is not the only one that actually was talking about this. It's sad. You think Emilio Gonzalez would be on the island, but he's not. He's not there. He was on, if he's on the island, there's a thousand other people on Twitter on this, that's, that's on that island with him saying, whose hand was that? Now, listen, let me put this out there. Okay, it, it, fi- it feels like all you haters, all you what, the unwashed and the washed masses, y'all finally going to get what y'all want. Bray Wyatt's going to come back. Everything, to every signs point to yes. If you shake the magic eight ball and it says, is Bray Wyatt coming back? It'll say signs point to yes. Now, all I'm going to kick out to the crowd and the the fellas on the show is, now what? Then what? That's all I want to know. Then what? Firefly Funhouse Bray, the one that got real corny real quick in Evan Mack's opinion, or are we going to do the original Bray? 
the swamp Bray, the best version of Bray, and start a whole new Wyatt family and just refresh. But oh, but we know this is Bray Wyatt, so he has probably like six other, seven other ideas that's gonna be. I don't know. Who knows? I don't. I don't know what the hell's going on. But everybody's saying Bray Wyatt's coming back. So. Y'all excited about the potential? Was that his hand? Was it Dexter Loomis's phalanges? Whose phalanges were there? <laughs> you guys tell me because, damn it, Who's every gonna... single week, Bray Wyatt's name is trending and it's getting on my damn nerves. I don't give a shit until his music hits. There until, goes our explicit free Listen, listen, this, this, until this show says I can't say shit, I will say shit. So it's, it's, go, it's going on. I if you until can. until he comes out, until he comes out, I don't care because you guys need to stop acting like he was some world beater when he was around. He He's wasn't. A world eater. I'll he, leave that, Jack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you, if, you, if you say if you say so, if you say so, was he? Was he? Was he the eater of worlds? Was he? Or we just what he just say he would all the time? And then he would he'd be doing more backstage Pee Wee Herman ripoff segments than anything else. So I just want to know, when Bray Wyatt comes back, will he get the full support of the universe? Will he become the greatest wrestler in the world? I just want this to end immediately. I'm done. I'm done talking, man. It's um, right done. now. I mean, Bray Wyatt and Johnny Gargano are the two people that seem to trend every single week as they're coming back, they're coming back, they're coming back. This is their time. Uh, I guess they're all kind of filling the role that CM Punk used to have uh, when he before he came back, where <laughs> right, every right. time a big show is happening, they're like, guess who was spotted at the airport? Uh, but uh, it is interesting with, with Bray Wyatt because I've always felt like people love the idea of Bray Wyatt. But then to your point, Evan, sometimes when he's there, you're, everyone always wants more from him. They're never really happy with what they're getting. They're always saying either what he used to do was better or they need to do something different. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, that was back before the new people were in charge and whatever. You maybe, say so. maybe it'll be different. I don't know. But I look at the roster and they're finding themselves in a very interesting spot where they have a lot of people who are now being brought back, who were being told now they're going to be used in a certain way that's going to be successful but at the same time, they can't all be dominant and successful. We can't have Karrion Cross destroying everybody, Roman Reigns destroying everybody, uh, Hit Row destroying everybody, uh, now Bray Wyatt destroying everybody. At some point, is it just going to be like six people doing squashes every single week that never cross each other's paths? Like, it's, it's it'll be very interesting how they finesse this. Now, this is a hypothetical. He might not even be coming back. It might be Dexter Loomis's arm, so it may not even matter. Uh, it may just be some security guy who didn't know he wasn't supposed to go through the door. But it, I think it's right now the idea is great, and we're in sort of a, a honeymoon period where everything seems really fresh and amazing. But uh, I I'm I'm very curious to see how it would work if Bray Wyatt came back and what variation of Bray Wyatt we would get. You know what this reminds me of, man? That 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 movie, G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra, the first <laughs> the first one. Cause because when I saw that film, the film, I saw that movie. <laughs> that picture. <laughs> when I saw that motion picture, uh, I was like, yo, there's some things I like, but there there's some things that were missed. And maybe if another chance to run it back, it'd be great. So I bought a ticket to the second one. They got the rock. It was an upgraded experience, but it had its own share of problems. I think when we're on the Bray White ride week to week, it was kind of fun. And when it ended the way it did, we said, no, 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 that can't be it. Let's bring it back. 
but I, I'm not sure if I did it on the show or offline with you guys, but I am tired of spooky gimmicks. I am tired of, of the, all these Over. houses, houses of black and, and all these uh, uh, lily dolls. I, I get it. It's, it's done. If Bray comes back in any iteration, even the Eater Worlds, even the, the Swamp Bray Wyatt, it would see, be seen as passe, which would be giving us the cake we think we want, but we won't. So is Bray coming back? Please, more people getting checks. That's all about. It's all good. But Jack's right. Where do they go? How long can they maintain that momentum? That remains to be seen. Try the GI Joe. I mean, I think when you look at everything, it's so just, tired let's of this enjoy shit. wrestling. <laughs> and, and I understand. I every, do. I, I, no, no, I, I, no. I'm trying, Brian. I'm, tr- no, I'm, I'm trying to, baby boy. I'm, I'm trying. I'm on your side with this, right? I'm, on, I'm actually on your side with this because. We want to be ahead. We want to read the dirt sheets and we want to get in everything. Like, no, like I had so much fun just watching the clues. I don't want to predict who it could be. Like I would have never guessed Dexter Loomis would have been back. And then last night, you know, I'm, I'm seeing like it come up and I was like, yo, that's Loomis, that's Loomis. And then, you know, they all tackled him and whatnot. I haven't had a chance to watch how it played out on television yet, but being in the arena, it was like, wow, this was like really cool. And that's awesome. With Bray Wyatt, you know, first of all, like, Bray has been gone for a while, and you bring up a good point. A lot of times when he's there, if he's there, he's not an every week kind of person. Um, And I think that it's just like, when he was back earlier in the gimmick, it was fun, but then when he became the fiend, it was like, all right, we'd like to see him. All right, Louis, this is Terrible, by the way. Terrible. (laughs) Well, you know, and the thing is, like, just... Let's enjoy it. Yeah, sometimes it can be fun picking apart because us wrestling fans, we think we know everything, brother. But let's just brother. enjoy it and let it play out sometimes, mm. you know. And, I mean, wrestling's so good right now. You know, we ain't got to pick it apart. It, 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 we've, been at, we've been getting a lot mm. of what we asked for. I saw something that said, it was from my good friend Sam Roberts, said a lot of W and a lot of E in the show last night. A lot of great wrestling and a lot of great entertainment. That's a, that's a really good line from, from the great Sam Roberts. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. I'm just, can, we, can I just watch the product? Because <laughs> what, 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 what I've noticed from a lot of fans, you know what I mean? Truly, this ain't, this ain't everybody. And anybody that knows it's them, they feel, they feel they, they, that chill up their spine. I'm talking about them. What I feel from a lot of fans is that a lot of fans ask for a lot of stuff just to ask for a lot of stuff. Then they get it. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, I got it. I'm moving on. You know, it's like a, it's like a spoiled child that gets everything they want all the time. So they don't they yeah. don't hold that one thing in high regard because they know they're going to get it just because they asked mommy and daddy for it. Yep. So 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 that's what I like about things getting withheld from fans for a long period of time, because because mm-hmm. they need to, they need to earn certain things. So you guys keep saying it's Bray, it's Bray, it's Bray. Oh, live, live. We need to put the title on live. This is this is BS. Why does live have the title? Live gets the title. Fans turn on her. Interesting. So it's kind of like you just ask for something just to ask for something to upset the apple cart. But then when you get it, you move on to the next thing. That's not fair to Miss Liv Morgan. That's not fair to Miss Liv. You, you kind of made Liv feel like you were behind her 100% until the wheels fall off. Not, not, until, the, not, not until she just gets into the car and it hits the, starts, starts the engine. Mm-hmm. So, so I just think it's kind of interesting when everybody talks about Bray. When he comes back, Lord have mercy if he comes back. You know what? I'm keeping a buck since I'm on this show. I hope he doesn't. Because mm. that would blow the doors off the place. Then fans would have to do something crazy. You know what that is? Watch the product. <laughs> <laughs> you put that on the CM Punk for years, remember? Just watch, just watch the product. 
Just watch the product. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something that just didn't happen and y'all just had to watch what you got? We had to play with the toys that you already have. Wouldn't that be nice? I love Bray Wyatt. One of the biggest Bray Wyatt fans to that fiend foolishness. That was just stupid. But, but like, but, but like, I like Did the you get the world, fiend man. belt, though? Hell no. <laughs> for like a hundred thousand dollars. That's what I'm saying. With all due respect, with all due respect. One time it was a glitch. Uh, it was only $180. Me and my homeboy was talking about this last night. He bought it. That was the universe. That was the universe being like, yo, calm down. <laughs> yeah. He, this is the now, spookiest I mean, belt he has. To go back to what you said, though, about just enjoying the show, I will say if that arm is Dexter Loomis, right, and the little fires backstage and the car wrecks, and those are all just Dexter Loomis things, fantastic. Great. I love it. This, this is making Dexter Loomis look great. I've, I'm very interested to know what Dexter Loomis is doing. Is he trying to get the Miz? Is he trying to get to AJ Styles? What's he doing? That, to me, is a very fascinating story that I'm actually very, very interested in there. And um, going back to talking about just watching the show, before any idea, could this be Bray? I was thinking, oh, this is Dexter. This is fantastic. Now, I think sometimes we try to fill in blanks that aren't there, and then it makes us disappointed that we didn't get what we wanted, like that Survivor Series a while back when The Rock didn't show up, and everyone was like, what? Why wasn't The Rock here? And everybody never advertised The Rock. It was just us spinning our own wheels in the mud. And so... If this is Dexter, I think it's fantastic. I love it. I do like that they're doing things that make you have to pay attention to every single little thing that happens. I think that's a smart move for, uh, from the show standpoint. But um, if it's Dexter, I love it. If it's Bray, then I guess I'm still just kind of like, I, we'll see. <sighs> listen, man. I'm not trying to be a curmudgeon, y'all. Y'all listening to me? Listen to Evan talking, y'all. Y'all listen. I know you. What's going on, Evan? Why you sound so nasty right now? <laughs> I just get, I just get exhausted. I just get, I just get exhausted. Am I allowed to get exhausted from every single time I wake? I'm, I'm watching the show. This is a great Raw episode. Yeah, Bray's coming back. Oh Lord, y'all ruining my high, man. I was, I was listening. We had KO Drew. We had Bobby AJ. I was hype. Oh, that KO Drew promo, by the way, everything. I didn't like that that ended in DQ. I get it. It makes sense. Um, long term, in the moment, I didn't like the DQ. But all that aside. That was one of those promos and that was one of those matches that I was so like, good. I was fired up. This was, I was, I was saying on the show last night, that reminded me when I was a kid and you have your friend on the couch watching the show and you're like, oh, he's getting him and you're hitting each so other. Like, These guys are fired <laughs> up. That was so good, man. Both those so guys seem like absolute top tier stars after that moment. Incredible, incredible moment. That was moment of the night, probably moment of the week for me and the week just started. So good. Yeah, Brian, wow. you were, you were there, brother. You were there. Uh, what was mm-hmm. the crowd like? Man, I have to say, um, I've been going to, like, I'm from Baltimore, and I go to D.C. shows quite often, and mm-hmm. this was the liveliest I've seen a crowd from start to finish. And I had to I think about it. I say it a lot, man. Yeah, I had to really think about it. I said, I think the loudest. Now, to be fair, the first time I went to a show in D.C. was 2009, so I didn't go there during, like, the Attitude Era. But I think, with the exception of maybe The Rock during the Go Home show for WrestleMania 29, and, oh yeah, and, and right. like Undertaker, and you remember this is like the Undertaker Punk era, and Paul Heyman did the fake um, the imitation of Paul Bear, but I think yeah. overall, I know match wise between KO and Drew, just wow. the build up, and then they was like, we're gonna have a wrestling match, and then the uh, match between Bobby and AJ Styles, those matches, the crowd was into it, and I have to say this, Bianca Belair when she came out. They used to call DC Chocolate City. I don't know if they still call it that, but they do. 
You know, I know it's been gentrification <laughs> stuff, but you can see chocolate. Don't change. Black people ain't going nowhere, man. <laughs> and you can see them rise up. And I like, we seen Bianca in her hometown. The difference is, or home state, difference is that was a stadium show, right? Um, uh, I saw the reaction she got in Dallas at the night after uh, Raw After Mania. However, Dallas, it was different. But the way the fans reacted when that music hit, I was like, wow. wow. Like it was, and it was wow. like a whole section, right? And you just seen everybody rise up. And so, uh, but yeah, the, the crowd was lit. You could see there's a renewed sense of energy. I know people have been saying this over and over again, but when you're but it's, sitting in it. If it's true, it, it's true. If it's, it's true, true, it's true. And when you're sitting in it, there's a renewed sense of energy from the fans, not only from the talent, but from the fans. And it was, it was fun to be a part of. Yeah. Oh, and also, like you said. know, shout out to the people that came up to me and gave uh, props to the Mac Mania podcast. Shout out to oh, DJ damn. Greg Mills. He's a, a good friend of mine. Said, you know, he listens to all our shows. Say, really enjoys uh, everybody here on the show. So I definitely want to give him a shout out, you know. Hey. Uh, so, but yeah, it was, it was a great time. Always means a lot. Yeah. Well, it's always good to hear when, when the different reactions, different places when people... Especially on on this on the podcast, gets to go to events, it gets to go to shows, just to get your perspective and and you and so you've been you're the first one that's been at like a real show since like the regime changed. Truly, you know what I mean. So it's mm-hmm. so it's interesting to see how they're putting on that kind of program, the three hour program. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, women's tag match franchise player. Listen, Oscar, things are feeling a little bit better about the franchise tag. We got the tag on Theory. We got the tag mm-hmm. on Oscar. Things are things are starting to, you know, my man Theory's back in the mix. He's back in the fold. You know Damn. what I mean? He had um to me a great, great, great match against Ziggler. I thought it'll be a great match, and it was a great match. It was it, it was it was awesome. I guess they're giving our uh, theory things to do, you know, mm-hmm. people to face. I, I, while, I tell you this you know, about that match. What's up? I thought it was a banger. I don't give a damn what the hell Chocolate City had to think. <laughs> I watched the match. It was incredible. It was. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was. It was but, damn good. But the hard part was that it followed Bobby and AJ, and a why lot was of, that hard? Y'all fans need to get y'all. Need, y'all fans are fickle. I, I, saw, <laughs> the, 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 I saw so many like fans walking out before walking the match. Walking out to get yeah. to parking. I mean, these I mean, parking even a crash, certain man. you know, a lot of fans was walking out, and I'm sitting there like. Damn! Wow. And, and shout out to my, my best friend Hugh because he's a huge Ziggler fan. So there was no way he was leaving his seat. No, he ain't going nowhere. And, 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 <laughs> right. And, and I was like, you know, this match is really good. It's just that, you know, sometimes when I, I think the placement, if AJ and Bobby would have been the main event, I think the placement would have been better. But the way people just wasn't getting into it. But I will say this: Theory know how to draw heat. You know, whether you want to call it regular heat or X-Pac heat, but it was still heat. And I didn't feel like it was X-Pac heat at all. So I'm interested like to heat. see. K- K- no, you know, and, and X-Pac heat, jeez. You know, I'm, I I don't like to take shots, but look, if you're the kind of person leaving during the main event, mm-hmm. good riddance. Like, what a jerk. Like, but you, you're, you're, you're at this show. It's the main event. You're leaving at the end of the show, the, the main event, just to get out of parking. Why are you there in the first place? Oh, and, and to be parking. fair, the, who cares? The, the Lashley AJ match was announced like five days ago. Like, like Ziggler and Theory has been gone for a month. Like on paper, that should have been the main event. I mean, even mm. even if you did like AJ versus Bobby Lashley more, whatever. That's why are you leaving before the? Why did you buy a ticket to the show if you were so worried about parking? If you're worried about parking, don't go to the show. Dang. 
<sighs> Sounds about right to me. That's what I have with SoFi. Wait, how much is parking? I'm good. I'm not going to go. Last week, old, last week, old Mackey, old last week, seen his favorite band, the Hershey band. Max's favorite brand came into town. Wifey got him tickets to Imagine Dragons. And let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something right now. Yes, Evan Mack, that's favorite brand is Imagine Dragons. You damn right. Imagine Dragons have more songs than you think they do, right? So I'm they at do. Imagine Dragons concert, and they are flat out beyond ridiculously amazing. In this a lot. This dude. Wow. The band every instrument was played there was pyrotechnics there was giant like balloon balls flying through the sky there was bubbles and shit listen the concert was lit and I'm bubbles telling you right now the parking lot was crazy and I knew when the show was over because they tell you when the show was over the nice lady told me when the show was going to be over so I had a jump 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 on parking and you know what I did I sat down and you know what they closed the show out with radioactive radioactive and it was it was beyond spectacular and i almost left and i was like oh hell no this imagine dragons my wife bought these tickets let me sit my butt down and we were in the parking lot for about an hour and a half and all i kept doing was playing the songs for an hour and a half it was incredible so i know what it's like to be in a parking lot at a main event and not leaving the show so yeah. listen, you can respect my man from Atlanta and you can respect the great Dolph Ziggler from the Midwest and just watch that match. But I'm just saying, listen, like, listen, because trust me, that was tough, but I was like, they're going to do radioactive to close the show. I know they are. <laughs> I know they're going to do it. I know they're going to do it. And I'm I was like, dragons. I'm going to sit, let me sit my butt down. And then when they, oh my Lord. Anyway, yo, Magic Dragons was lit. No boys just turned. I, I, I got a bad experience with them, man, but I got you. <laughs> you got a bad experience I, I, with Imagine Dragons? I, I had an old boss that that was his theme song was Believer every time he came into work. And so Dang the entire band has been written off for me. Because imagine someone's like, do what I say. I'm a believer. No, no. Dang oh, that's, that's a little frightening. Yes. Dang <laughs> Cultish. Dang I'll take, I'll, I'll be in that Magic Dragons for every day of the week. Stop. It's a good Lord band, though. Mercy. The band's fine. Oh, that they're called. Their they're called. <laughs> yeah, it's not their fault at all. He, he ruined that band for you for life. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, what I else love we got? Yeah, show. Who <laughs> 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 does? I go off with this. I go off the rails on this brown water. Let me tell you something. The moral to my ridiculous story wasn't to tell you I went to a concert, which was lit, by the way. It was to say, sit your butt down. Enjoy the product. Enjoy the show. So in its what? entirety. In its entirety. Yeah, so like you're gonna be in the parking lot for a little bit longer. Enjoy Big the whoop. How much? How much traffic? How much traffic did you really beat? Right, like you you wonder how you beat all the traffic? You don't go. You don't go to the show. You Guess watch what? it on TV. There's no there's no traffic. Like, yeah. it's just, and you save money. I just I think it's a jerk <laughs> move to walk out at the like before the end of a show. Uh, in general, I just think it's a it's a jerk move. These guys are working so hard for you. You've got all these people putting on the show for you. Uh, there's a seat designated for you, and you're just going to leave halfway through. It's rude. It's like you wouldn't, you know. Imagine being at a family dinner, and your mom's like, "We got pie coming out in just a little bit." You're like, I don't no, be mom, I gotta beat the traffic. <laughs> like, yeah, this thing was the main event. I'm out. <laughs> like, it's a it's a jerky move to do leaving early. I think. Yeah. Hey, did I listen? Did I did I mention Imagine Dragons? Man, Lord Jesus, man. <laughs> this is God. <laughs> 
I'm on top of the world. Hey. Damn, they were so. Oh my God, I, you, I was losing it. You wait till I post a video. I'm posting a video today. Like, okay. I'm, I post a video. It's gonna be the video where I lose my black card permanently, and I don't give a damn. I even said it. I go, here's when wait. I lose my black card. And Heidi, I said, Heidi, record. It's going down, baby. Does it disappear? Does someone not tap on oh, the shoulder? The black, and take you don't it? understand. There's a, there's, a, there's a fairy that comes in and walks up on you and takes the card away from you. But let me tell you something. I don't give a damn. You gonna see? The, I'm gonna post the video, and you're like, this is the moment where Evan lost his black card, and I'm over here because it's natural because that is the dopest Imagine Dragons song of all time boy mm. that natural I go crazy when that song goes on but anyway <laughs> those dudes transcend rice space if time if there was a Patreon for us we would definitely have to put that on, behind a paywall <laughs> you are <laughs> unfortunately these haters are gonna get it for free <laughs> I love y'all man um yeah li listen live y'all listen I got a couple quick thoughts couple quick anecdotes support Liv Morgan ride this run with her Ride this run, buy a t-shirt, clap, do something for Liv while she has this run. What fans don't realize is she may never get the title ever, 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 mm -hmm. ever again. And when I remember I said months ago that you may never see Big E with the title ever again. Mm -hmm. And how, how real does that seem now with the, with the recent change of events? When Liv Morgan's on this run, it could be her one and only run. When's, when when you go see Kofi get a title again, never. I can guarantee you Kofi will not win another title. It's over. It's done. We have to enjoy these moments and enjoy these times with these people that we put over and enjoy it. Just support Liv Morgan, please. Put her over. The shirts are like, go on the shop. $24. Buy a Liv Morgan shirt. Yes. That's my anecdote. That's all I have. I'm not trying to chastise. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't the chastising podcast. I'm feeling like I'm chastising. <laughs> a little late for that one. I got though. a haircut yeah, from it, it, and I'm pissed off. I had to you push it back. You an hour chastising people, and that's it. But, but speaking of but chastising. What? Oh. what happened? Our list. Our list. Okay, the list. Okay, the, okay, the list. <laughs> Y'all listen, if everybody's still listening to me right now, y'all still, are y'all still with me? We're about an hour and some change in. I'm promised the show is almost over. I'm trying I, to get y'all out of here. I'm egging Evan on, folks. No, but listen, <laughs> but listen, listen. So like we, the list, we, the list got a little bit of vitriol, a little backlash. Little? We, Our favorite wrestler list for those. Okay, so, okay guys, wrestling. okay, guys, we said, we so, this, so this list was our favorite wrestlers. It wasn't. And, we, and when we break, let's break down what favorites is. Like if, like I was talking to my wife, I was like, if somebody told you your favorite food was pizza and yours was chicken, you wouldn't fight them on it. Mm. Like you'd be like, oh, what's your favorite food? It's pizza. Like my, mine's chicken. You're an idiot. Like you wouldn't do that. <laughs> so, so like, you know what I mean? Like why is pizza? You're, you, you would never, no one ever questions favorite foods. No one ever questions favorite movies. But when it comes to wrestling. Mm -hmm. That's when everyone questions. It's it's your favorite. It's when you were a kid. It was the what got you into wrestling. It was what match you really liked. It was the the person's entrance, their outfit. No matter what your criteria of your favorite wrestler is, it's your favorite wrestler. And then we gave our ten favorites. No Undertaker's on the list. No HBK's on the list. No so and so's on. Like no, they're not. Not on my list. They're not. That doesn't mean they're not all time greats. That doesn't mean they're now. If we did an all-time's greats list, I'm pretty sure the list would be modified a bit. It just so happens my number one or my favorite and the best in my personal opinion. But that's neither here nor there. Don't get me on Goatman Cena. I could do a whole dissertation of why he's better than everybody. 
I can do a whole PowerPoint presentation why the peacemaker's better than every wrestler of all time. That's okay. <laughs> but I ain't going to guarantee you already have that dissertation. PowerPoint made, by the way. <laughs> Listen, you people, like, you'd you be, su you be, su you be surprised if I, you'd be surprised. It's, it's ready to you go. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Like all I got to do is export in the it in a PDF file. Here we go. Because not everyone has Microsoft PowerPoint, so you got to PDF it for you haters. Mm -hmm. Listen. So, so it was just favorites And that's why I challenge anyone that's listening to my voice. I kid you not. When I told my wife about it, she didn't listen to the podcast yet. And I was like, yo, babe, what's your favorite? She started writing down her favorites list. She started, she literally just immediately started writing. And I said, and my wife's experiences in her favorite, I already knew a few off the top of my head. I knew Orton was going to be on there. She put Taker on there. I don't know of all yet. She loves, she loves the Bellas. Loves Natty. Mm -hmm. like, these are the people that make her love wrestling. And then she like like she like she oh she she loves like she loves Riddle Riddle makes like, makes her happy Triple H was her favorite so my wife's favorite like attitude era wrestler is, is Triple H so like I know her list for for the most part but those are her see how different it is it's totally different from ours mm -hmm. like your fa your favorites list is she always got gonna the be less, different the least amount of heat so yeah, yeah, she might, yeah, cause, yeah, yeah, cause hers is dope. Yeah, cause hers is it's like it's Randy Triple H. It's it's like it's Natty. It's it's um it's it's uh it's like she has some like I'm like all right, all right, damn it, <laughs> all right, calm down. Stop trying to get these votes. But <laughs> it is but no, but like, it's, no, it's, it's very eclectic. Though. It's a very eclectic list. Well, and it's funny because you compare it to other things. Like, yes, my favorite isn't the best of all time. Isn't the most beloved no. of it's, all but time. But it shouldn't be. Like it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't but be. If it was like sports, like my favorite team is the Seattle Seahawks. They're not the best mm -hmm. team in the world they're my favorite though for personal reasons much like wrestlers i don't know why with pro wrestling people what your people like, get crazy your favorites aren't the 10 most popular of all time like but they usually, it usually shouldn't be like for for example like like the backstreet boys my wife's favorite is aj right and everyone used to give her crap because he wasn't the cute one you know he wasn't but that's why she liked aj because no one claimed aj see but people don't understand but that's a part of people's favorites that that, yes. that is a part that is criteria for people if everyone likes that person and you see that one guy over there that's really good like a landstorm who's mm -hmm. not getting love you're like he's really good though yep that's and you sit back and you're like, I like this guy. I like it. And you're like, that's my guy. Like she like, like so she was like, yo, AJ's dope. He can sing just like, but no, no. Every time I bring up AJ, he was like, ew. She's like, that made her like him more, you know what I mean? Right, right. So yeah. like, I think I think your favorite should, there usually shouldn't be all-time greats. Now, of course, there's people like universally love like the Beatles or, or MJ or, you know what I mean? There's people like this universally love like me, like Beyonce, even though I'm not a Beyonce now this podcast now Beyonce has power and this podcast will be canceled tomorrow but I will say it Beyonce I don't like you if it lasts that long it's gone tomorrow this this podcast Brian was like Evan I actually told you we have to actually do another edit like the we have to do a podcast over I was like oh they got to you didn't they Beyonce Beyonce knows people got to you I believe Beyonce has more power than than the CIA and the Secret Service combined I think she could have me killed before I get downstairs after I get done recording this podcast Right, it's a <laughs> that beehive is real. That beehive is real. Technology bro. beehive will come in and, <laughs> bro. The, the, I'm gonna tell you right now. We'll, we'll, I'm we'll shook right now. We don't post this when we don't clip this part off. Exactly. But you, if you hear the sound of you, if, if you hear the sound of my voice, my name is Brian H. Waters. <laughs> yes, we're <laughs> all Brian H. We're right. all Brian H. Waters. Hey, I'm the Beyonce <laughs> fan on the group apparently. So y'all good. That that person you, you just heard talking with name was Evan Mack. I like yeah. Beyonce. Beyonce's cool. <laughs> 
So you know what I mean, favorites. I will say, I will say though, honestly, to your point, literally, I, I, I've always loved The Undertaker. I've always loved The Rock, but they're not on my top 10 list because what you're saying is like, well, I feel like there's, but of course everyone likes them. That's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's that's just a, a universally beloved. I think like, your point of Michael Jackson is great. I think a lot of people love Michael Jackson. But I don't think very few people would say he's like a top 10 for them personally, because it's just a, he's part of, He's, Mike's like a different, just, like a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a, it's like, like saying entity. Jingle Bells is your favorite song. Like, it's just, it's a part of like, life. Overrated. It's, it's yeah. not a, it's not an actual <laughs> the spice. thing. I don't know. <laughs> jingle Bells? Jingle, jingle Bells is Jingle Bells is trash. Have you I, heard the music Soul Child version? You don't have to black everything up. Listen, <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, listen, black Jingle Bells is trash. Hey, listen, hey, listen. Hey, listen, black singers. Don't get me started black singers. Sing it. The song, the way it was intended. You don't always have to. Ooh, 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 you are curmudgeon. Jingle sir. bells, jingle bells. Yeah, 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 yes. Just sing the song the way the Lord is intended. I dare you to that church. I dare you. I will say that to the. I will walk up to the blackest person and be like, "Stop blacking up these classic That's, songs." That is not. You cool. know. <laughs> you know what Excuse I'm talking me, about. As my the only Lord the, Jesus. The, the, like the best black songs of Christmas song of all time is this Christmas and we all know it is now, that song just, that's the that song is just it's 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 everything hang the mistletoe banger but anyways I have you know bells. if Imagine Dragons drops Jingle Bells and you and you like that I'm like wait a minute <laughs> but they're not gonna but they're not gonna they're not gonna be like hoo, 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 hoo. I would like, love to hear Imagine Dragons do that <laughs> they're gonna be like Jingle Bells <laughs> see what happens you fans out there Jacob who want to criticize our list you see what happened all Evan did was get invited us invited the three of us to partake in really thinking about and having critical thinking skills to have our critical favorites, thinking, our top critical 10 favorites. Thinking. See, and that was the problem because when people seen the list, they, you know, if we would have just put our favorite wrestlers out there, everybody would yeah, sure, they may have said something to Flobo. Why you like D'Lo Brown? Sure, they as soon as you say to top Jack. 10, why are you like Lance Storm? But because we have the ability and the mm. knowledge to understand mm. who our top 10 favorites is, because, you know, there's people out there say, you know what? I don't understand. And they start putting it. Wow, this is hard. Oh, yes. I, this is difficult. It, it's very hard. See, that's yeah, it's funny. See, it's funny. Yo, it's funny you say that, Brian Waters, because all the people giving the smoke, they didn't have the, enough smoke to give me their top 10. Uh-huh. It's much harder than you think. And, I yeah, like think and, and just to throw that this out there as well, I feel like when people like all their top 10 is just the popular people, I always think you don't have an opinion of your own. Like mm-hmm. you gotta find like oh so you just like what you the one that leave an arena early during the main event Ooh, oh exactly yeah but like, <laughs> you gotta they, I feel like sometimes people they they oh no I like the quote on this quote unquote this person because this is who's best for business or whatever that has mm. nothing to do with being a favorite a favorite is who hits you in the chest with that feeling that chesticles something the that chesticles. makes you just feel good about them for whatever reason and that's what it is I think a lot of people become so lost in the weeds of of trying to be smart in pro wrestling they forget what just makes them happy when they're watching the show and that's the on that and that's to me the essence of pro wrestling that's the essence of any fandom that's the essence mm-hmm. of comics movies music it's what, how they make you feel no one can take the D-Lo thing away from Flo, but because of what he made him feel during yep. the time he made him feel that way like in all seriousness never going to move from that position nor <laughs> nor should he jack's never going to move from that mm-hmm. position when when it comes to um when when it comes to landstorm this like the, the the Brian's story about why daniel bryan bryan Daniels is his favorite 
the, the story is awesome because it came and, and out of I nowhere. I never thought. I never. He thought never thought in a million years. Like <laughs> old Hogan was your guy until he was supplanted by Brian Danielson. It's crazy, right? And then like with, with Cena, Daniel Cena Bryan. was never my all time favorite. Yeah, you would. I'm always calling him Daniel Bryan. I don't give a damn. Listen, I don't give a. I'm tired of this because I would be phony I'm, if I said like, oh yeah, I was a fan of his and Ring of Honor. No, it wasn't about. The and that's elbow. the best part to me. Mm-hmm. That's my best part of what you say. You don't you don't lie and be like, I was mm-hmm. always a fan. You were like, mm-hmm. I, I was put on. WWE put them on to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Yeah. And I and I like that. You know what I mean? You don't have to, oh, everyone always feels like they have to be like, I was a fan in 1972. I'm like, well, I was born in 1984. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm you're sorry a real you were born before me. You don't, you don't. Like when I was, I remember I was talking to some OG about like Magic Jones, like you weren't there. I go, I wasn't born. Damn. <laughs> you didn't get to watch Magic. I, yeah, I know. My, I was in my, the crib my mother bought. <laughs> I was worried about, I was worried about food. I was, I was eating Gerber products. Gerber. <laughs> Shout out Gerber. <laughs> Shout out to Gerber. Gerber. Put, I'm putting we Gerber a, over, Daddy. We need, we need listen, Gerber so as, listen, a, as a sponsor. <laughs> Yo, Gerber, Gerber, come on, let's go. Like, um, this this uh, podcast is brought to you by Gerber Foods. But listen. <laughs> so, but the, the reason why we brought up the list is because we got another one. We got another list, but it's it's shorter. But we're doing, this time we're going to be really going to ruffle feathers. We're going to do an all-time greatest finisher of all time. And we have, there's a, I think you can put four things up in the poll. So we're going to go around the horn and we're going to get the four greatest finishers in our opinion. But, you know, we, ha- we, we have a backup just in case we overlap. We never overlap, but today might be the day. But I'm going to start with Brian H. Waters. What's the greatest finishing move of all time? The pedigree. I love Ooh. the pedigree. Oh. Why did I see that coming at all? I know. I know. I love, you know. Wow. I, I, I like, you know. Me I'm my, still in my, the clear. My kids uh, want to get crazy. You know, it's always pedigree time. You know, so yeah, <laughs> I, it's just something about That's every, amazing. For some reason, um, every time I, you know, create a character on the it's video It's a safe game, move, too. It's you discipline your kids to the pedigree? No, it's not discipline. No, I think it's, 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 it's playtime. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. playtime. I would hate to see discipline this. Don't mess with Brian Waters, man. <laughs> no, it's easy. Tell them they can't, pl- can't play the wrestling video games. That's easy. So easy. That, so yeah. easy. Oh, God. The, the, the no pedigree Roblox. is the move. Take away privileges is all you have to do. <laughs> when, when the pedigree, when I first started seeing that, I was like, this move is stupid. But it grew on me so much. Yeah, I it became, it became it special. It's, it became it's special. very special, yeah. But when I first saw it, I was like, this is a dumb looking move. But now I'm like, this move is so cool. The pedigree. Mm-hmm. That was actually my top four. I have four just in case it gets, the, that was one of my picks. It's a cool name. When I found out what pedigree meant, and I was like, oh, this is a real word. Because, you know, wrestling introduced me to most of the big vocabulary words. But then like, like later on. Huh? Yeah, like besmirch. Yeah, you know. So I was like, wait, this this is a okay pedigree. Okay, I like it. So yeah, pedigree. And it goes with the yeah, whole Hunter versus Hemsley thing because he's he's a, a blue blood. Yeah, yeah. The meaning, the yeah, the meaning behind it was just like, it was brilliant. It's a brilliant yeah. name. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Now this, I'd be surprised if I wouldn't take somebody's. I'm going next. I, I'd be surprised if this didn't take somebody's. But if it didn't, it, so if it if it did, I, I apologize. But I believe the greatest finishing move in the history of wrestling is the RKO. Of course. Ooh, it didn't take mine though. Of That's course. I, agree with you. I had a backup. I, mean, I had a backup, and I will tell you my backup after you guys go through because I don't think the you're diamond cutter. My backup. 
When I was growing up, it was the rude awakening with the great ravaging Rick Rude, but it's 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 the RKO, it's the the different variations, it's how Seth Rollins is still laid out in that one WrestleMania ring. It's his body. There's a piece of there's a piece of Seth Rollins still laying out there. I was live there at Levi Stadium. Mm-hmm. And the step on the neck RKO gold, the Evan Bourne RKO gold, the different ways he's put on the RKO, the way it became a movement, the way people have superimposed him on live action sequences, people <laughs> skateboarding, people falling at basketball courts, people skiing, people sledding, people snowboarding. <laughs> and yeah. then just Randy is Randy Orton's thing has become a movement. The RKO to me is the greatest finishing move in the history of pro wrestling. Kickout rate, pretty low. Not the lowest in, in history of wrestling, but most people don't kick out of the RKO. So that kind of factors in as well. I, I like those kind of numbers. I like, I like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a nerd when it comes to kick out rate. <laughs> and yeah. I think if you guys have off the top of your head, you should know the top like three or four that people don't kick out of typically. Mm-hmm. Um, so RKO for your boy. I, that is, that is the best. I, I would, if I was doing, we talked about the favorite versus the best. The RKO is the best finisher of all time. I, and I knew Whoa. that was going to get picked. We're going to find out if the fans uh, think, but probably uh, just pull up. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's got to be the best. I knew you were going to say that, so I it depends on what one, you got, though. Was, it depends uh, on what you got to shake things up. So mine, mine is uh, is uh, my favorite finisher of all time. I was, I'm always torn between two of them. I'm just going to go with my heart here, and it's the jackhammer. I love it. I, I, I set it up <laughs> oh, in my finisher. You were talking about a kickout rate in every single <laughs> video game I make. I make my character have the jackhammer, but I call it. Jack's hammer and that's <laughs> and, uh, I love, I love it. That. You want to talk about a kickout rate? Go pun, all the way man. back to WCW NWO Revenge, and you Zero. couldn't break up the the uh, the jackhammer in that game. Even if you were a tag team, if you came in and tried to break it up, the game wouldn't let you. You couldn't break it up. Uh, I just I love that it's a power move. I love that you can do it fast. I love that you can hold them up for a while. I love that no one kicks out of it. I love that it feels final. I love that it's. Basically, Goldberg's and no one else has really taken it for the most part. Um, jackhammer for me. Ooh, so we <laughs> got much, the pedigree, the RKO, and the jackhammer so far. How much more respect would the jackhammer get if it wasn't from Goldberg? Like, you know, there's always this notion you either love Goldberg or you hate him. But imagine if it was somebody who was like, I'm indifferent. Yeah, like, so imagine somebody I, I would, who was I would agree, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. It probably, it probably would hit different for not for me. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I told you, I can For make some. the case Goldberg is the greatest entrance of all time. I can make the case Goldberg is the one of the top five biggest attractions in wrestling. It. Like, it's just something about, like, the aesthetic. Goldberg's Goldberg is the best booked thing in WCW history, period. Oh, yeah. he, there, there's two eras of Goldberg, for sure. I think if the second era never happened, the way it would, is looked at and him would be looked at is very different. And, I, and what, what pisses me off a lot about that is, if you guys really listen to his interviews, they call him. Mm-hmm. He just stays ready. Mm-hmm. If, if someone calls you on the phone and says, we need you for take millions this, of dollars, this money, like people swear, like he literally is just a guy that's, he's a fit guy. So he's yeah. always ready, even in his fifties. And he sits down, he's chilling at the crib and someone rings his phone <laughs> like, Hey, yo, bro, yo, this Saudi prince, he needs you over here, man. He's a big fan. What the, what, what you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> and, and a lot of people are like, Oh, but the respect of the business, again, he's getting paid mil- like a million bucks. If someone calls you and says for a million dollars, will you do this thing? Almost anything they say, most people, a Saudi, say, a, Sa- yeah. a Saudi prince has never seen you wrestle. He wants to see you wrestle. To me, I can make the case that is that is that is for the business. Here is seven digits. 
I do it for two digits. So, uh, <laughs> flow, 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 flow. That's it? Yo, 35. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, flow, bow, flow, bow. Okay, to, yep. to round it out before we yeah. do this, this poll, and this ain't yeah. about who wins the poll. I just want to see where the fans' heads are at. That's all. So I got to take a reference to baseball, right? So there's a thing called, in catching, called framing a pitch. And sometimes you have- Well, they strikes. hold it, and, and they hold it, and the umpire's like, yo, bruh. Yeah, you did a, you did a, you, you, you framed it quite nicely. <laughs> right. I'm gonna give you the strike. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the strike. So, so here is why I think the Tombstone Power Driver is my favorite because the first oh, couple shit. times I saw it, I thought the guys were actually dead. I thought they were dead, Evan. <laughs> I thought they were dead. So yes, Tombstone Power Driver with the hands and the pin cover. That one was just amazing. Now we're gonna now That's we're gonna so find great. out. I think Flobo just gonna, chickened out and yeah. saw the Undertaker hate from the last list we did. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna find out right now where fans' head and their heart is right now with the with the finishers because the RKO is the shiny new thing as far as modern day era. But the move that devastated us all, the move that we thought was real, the move we thought killed literal people with the tombstone pile driver. Yeah. Um this there's still the greatest pile driver of all time for not just the move set, the presentation, and we want to talk about kick out rate. Mm. There is like I can probably count on my one hand how many people kick out of the tombstone. And the, uh, as a kid, like, move. oh, this guy's the Undertaker. He's a demon. What's he finished with? The Tombstone. The Tombstone. Like, just like, what? Is, we talk about pedigree being a cool name, but the Tombstone. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So, so we're gonna see. We're gonna see where people's heads at because that one. That one's the one I think that could steal the show right there. Just because it's just, oh my god, it's historic. It's the Undertaker. Everyone got pissed. We didn't put the Undertaker on our list, so I think I think it's gonna be chickens coming home to roost. Arcana. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, but yeah. So um, we we I think we covered a lot. I think we I think we solved some of the world's problems this week. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we did so, our part. We did our we did our part. So you, you, you like so the rest of you guys, you need I don't know, pick up some trash on the side of the road or some shit. We did everything we can do this week. Brussels sprouts. Brussels. <laughs> Yo, yeah, but no, seriously. As always, I'm not even joking. I appreciate everyone for listening, and you guys know how I feel about y'all. You know, you know, it's all in jest. You know, I'm just being stupid. So, anybody that's listening to Sound as Our Voice each week, uh, thank you for taking this journey with us, wherever that journey may take us. Especially with them Imagine Dragons, but but um, <laughs> yes. Oh, real quick before I get out of here, y'all know I talked about it before. And you know, it was on my mind. I told the story months ago, and then we hear that Miss Ann Hayes has passed away. And it's one of those things where I tell a lighthearted story and I it, about me not having the moxie and the guts to go up and say hello. And you never know what that moment might mean. That looked at my wife when I told her she passed away. And I was like, she goes, oh my God, we were that you were there. And you, that was your moment to like, say how much you were a fan of and now you'll never get the chance to ever say that. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of that, that kind of brought things home for a person that didn't know her personally, just liked her on television, had a little mini, mini crush on her when I was a young man. And to, to hear when anytime somebody tragically loses their life or no matter what the reason is behind it, it's one of those things where thoughts and prayers. And the first thing I think about is my family and things like that and how fleeting life is. And and then all of a sudden you hear your friends saying, oh, Evan, some of my close friends from Baltimore that I grew up with doing film with, they passed away. You're all this stuff. And it just got me thinking. So, you know, my recipes and Hayes, raising peace of my man, Joe and his friends. And um, every now and again, your brother could bring it down a couple notches. But uh, yeah, Mac Mania podcast, uh, back down to 5W. 17 was a little much. 17 was a little much. It was. I understand. I understand that in retrospect. You know, I was, I was, I was on one. I was getting pissed about the Bray Wyatt thing. I, I got some issues to work out. Guys, I can't afford a therapist. This is my therapy. I can't afford a therapist. 
You know what I'm saying? So y'all are my therapy. Talking to y'all in this microphone, y'all can help me be a better man, a better husband, a better son. charge more then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Hold on. Is this free? Hold on. <laughs> Two figures. <laughs> Wait a minute. Y'all listen to this free on Spotify? This a bitch. Okay, anyways, y'all listen. <laughs> y'all love y'all for listening. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> I'm Brian H. Waters. Uh, Flovo Boys, Real Jack Farmer. Yeah, um, yeah your boy Evan Mack. Or if you were listening earlier, the person that was talking trash about Beyonce was Brian H. Waters. And, <laughs> and the one that's quiet right now is Evan Mack. Y'all take it easy. <laughs>